Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 331 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Mexican pizza is back. And not in my belly. No. So we'd been talking for weeks now how we were going to do... In honor of the Mexican pizza making its grand return like the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 8, we were going to eat Mexican pizzas tonight. Yes. Unfortunately, Jeff, would you like to tell your story? Yes, I would like to tell my story. I'm very frustrated at Taco Bell because I pull up and it says pizza sold out. And all I could think is we're right back to Mattel of 2018 of distribution issues. <laughs> I have not seen a Mexican pizza in a Taco Bell since 2020. 2020, right, Scott? Uh, it was, yes, it was 2020. Yeah, 2020. And all I could think is distribution issues. This yeah. is what's what's going on. So I pull up thinking, okay, everybody around the country, kind of similar to what Mattel was doing back in the good old days of distribution issues. I was thinking, okay, people are finding Mexican pizzas out in the wild. I'm going to find a Mexican pizza out in the wild. You know, similar to toys, right, Scott? Uh, you would hope so. I pull up and it, everything's there. Pizzas are back. The flyers are there. They're up on the windows. Uh, you know, the bellies get rumbling. Buttholes puckering. Just stuff like that, right? Decks are clearing. Yep. I get into the drive-thru. And sure enough, there's a sign that says Mexican pizza. I was like, all right, here we go. And I'm starting to think about my order. It's like Mexican pizza. I always get a cheese quesadilla, of course. I love their cheese quesadillas. And I was like, maybe I'm going to get a Power Bowl. As we pull around the bend, as I'm pulling up to the drive-thru speaker, I happen to look up on the board because I'm looking at the speaker. I forget how this goes. I haven't been to a drive-thru in a long time. I don't know how this works. This is true. It has been a minute since, because you don't normally eat fast food. So it has been a while. So I pull up and I look and they have these, it actually looked like a third grader had written it, (laughs) but it said, (laughs) but it says, sorry, no pizzas. That's all it said was the lady comes on and she goes, may I take your order? And I was like, really no pizzas? And she goes, (laughs) yeah, we don't have any until Saturday. Oh, I was defeated. And now I'm starting to think, okay, we're getting close to recording time. Either a get my dinner here and just suffer the wrath tomorrow, <laughs> which I know what's going to happen. I can already uh, predict. Like, <laughs> Are you already getting that rumble in the jungle? Oh, dude, the room isn't smelling pleasant right now. <laughs> That's why the cat ran away. <laughs> So I look forward and there's two cars in front of me. And I was like, I can't just pull through, right? Yep. And I was like, cheese quesadilla, Power Bowl, please. Baja Blast, sugars, sugar zero or whatever, zero sugar. 
And she's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you're all happy right now. I'm not happy. I don't get a pizza. I don't get to enjoy one with my brother. We've been talking about this for weeks, like you have said, weeks. Yep. And yeah. So anyways, distribution strike again around here. So you put on your grumpy pants, ate your Taco Bell. And here we are talking about distribution issues, folks. Four years later, but this time at Taco Bell. Yes, Taco Bell 2022 equals Mattel of 2017-18. But hey, look at it this way. They're permanently back on the menu. It's not like this was a a temporary or a limited edition type of thing. It's permanently back. Starting Saturday at your Taco Bell, Jeff, you will be able to get all of the Mexican pizzas you want. Hopefully forever. I'm not holding my breath. Well, we'll see. We'll see. But it speaks volumes to how popular that item is. So popular, in fact, that Jordan Cassatt himself walked back his overrated comment about the Mexican pizza and now sings its praises. <laughs> he sings its praises? Well, I might be exaggerating. He might have been like, okay, it's good. He sings a church sermon to it. Oh. <laughs> Light shone upon the Mexican pizzas from above. <laughs> <laughs> or is it like a dance club and spotlights are just hitting it? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Mexican pizza spinning on a turntable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of Jordan, we're talking to him. We're going to get him on the show in early June. We're going to try to schedule him to get on the show. And we're going to be doing a summer of saying do love. And this summer, we're going to have some friends on the show sitting in with us. It won't be every recording but it will be quite a few you know just be us sitting back with some friends just talking figures going over news going over nostalgia going over all that stuff so anyways we're gonna have some friends sitting in but we'll have jordan cassatt sitting in we'll have ring skirts sitting in those are the first two confirmed guests that's awesome that's one of the best parts about doing this show now for six and a half years is the acquaintances and the friends that you make and That's awesome. I'm glad Jordan's going to be on. I'm glad Nate's going to be on. I can't wait to see the list of upcoming guests and uh, look forward to talking to the buddies. Yeah, it would be like when Howard Stern was trying to replace Jackie Martland and he had all those rotating guests sitting in in the chair. And then, (laughs) you know, obviously he decided on Artie to sit in. Great choice, by the way. Great choice for that show. That was the perfect choice for that show. So anyways. Still to this day, love Artie Lang. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If you could, please rate and review on iTunes. That would be great. And subscribe. Hit that subscribe button as well. If you want to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Scott, before we get into the show, I do want to throw it back to the great guys, one Sean Ng and Will Iyer, over at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. They're fantastic, fantastic, I say, figure protectors. I have my Orange Cassidy that I just got signed. I've got that in the figure protector over to my left. It fits it perfectly. If you guys are looking for any figure protectors for AEW, for Retros slash Hasbros, or just like a figure defender that can fit Defining Moments, Ultimate Editions, go over to sqdcircleafp.com. I got it right this time. Very good. 
Thank you. I kept saying squared circle last time. Damn it. <laughs> and I do say these things are awesome. I love them. I've got my razor defining moments in mind in the one that's kind of like a catch-all, but it works great. I'm super happy with it. It displays nicely. Well done, Sean. These things are awesome. They absolutely are. So again, that website is SQD Circle AFP.com. Go check it out. Pick up a few figure defenders while you're over there. Check them out. They're great stuff. Sean does a great job on putting these together. So anyways, SQD Circle AFP.com. Scott, I went to Target this past week and I had a new um, He-Man figure in my hand. Oh, really? I had the Skeletor because I, I really dig it, actually. I put it down. Oh, no slippery slope for you. I couldn't do I had it in my hand. I was like, dude, this thing is beautiful. It's awesome. And I guess they're coming out with a new cartoon. Well, it's a continuation of the, the Revelation series. Right, right. Yes. So I had it in my hand, and then I started thinking, I was like, I can't. I can't. Like, I've got a few of the first series, the main characters. I've got He-Man, i got Skeletor, and uh, Skelegod. So, Skel- uh, no, Scareglow. Scareglow, thank you. Yes. So I can't get into this. I, if I didn't collect the whole first series, I can't do the whole second series. So I had to put it down. But, dude, that Skeletor is sick looking. Well, there's nothing saying you have to get all of them, right? You can buy one or two pieces as you see them and you like them. Like that King He-Man figure is awesome. I've seen it twice now. And like you, I also went to Target, had it in my hand, and put it down. Because I am done with He-Man. Done. I know it's going to happen. You're going to find them for cheap, and then you will pick them up. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> or I'm going to see the Castle Grayskull, which apparently in some targets has been marked down to $39. No way. Yes. If I see Castle Grayskull for $39, I guarantee, like The Rock used to say, I am taking a Castle Grayskull home with me. Damn. On the app, it's still 79 but some people are finding them in like those big floor stacks for uh-huh. 39 bucks. Ah, gotcha. Yes, I will bring that home with me if I see a Castle Grayskull for $39. I will punt kids out of my way to get a Castle Grayskull for $39. Okay, I probably won't do that, but I would I would knock somebody down maybe. But I thought you just said you were done. Well, you know, $39, come on. It's Castle <laughs> Grayskull, you know? That's like Battle Cat being 11 bucks, right? Oh, dude, yeah, that's ridiculous. Huge thanks to GBM for hooking me up with that thing. Since I'm not finding the Batista Ultimate, which I can't find at any of the targets I've gone to, I've basically started kind of looking at other toy lines. Like, I'm not opposed to Funko. I do like a lot of the NECAs. As I've raved about the past few weeks, Super 7s have been just crushing it lately. So I've been looking at other toy lines, but at the same time, I keep thinking, I was like, I can't. What the hell am I thinking? What the hell am I doing? You know? Or you just save your money. And then you wait for like a really good retro to come out. We know that Mattel Creations announcement probably right around the corner. So, you know, you could just put your money into that instead. You're right. I could do that. (laughs) But saving isn't fun. Come on. Right, dude. Right. (laughs) By the way, have you picked anything up? I did. uh, On said Target trip where I was uh, looking at that King He-Man figure. I think that's what he's called. I picked up the McFarlane Bat Cycle. Not okay. the uh, Bruce Wayne version, but the Batman version of the Bat Cycle because they made two different ones. Dude, this thing is awesome. It's perfectly in scale with the figures, the McFarlane figures. Uh-huh. The detail on this thing 
is amazing. Uh, it was like 29 bucks worth every penny. It's incredible. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. No, this thing's awesome. So I've got my Batman movie figure on pre-order from BBTS. Uh-huh. And in kind of a follow-up, I had a couple people reach out to me about the Mafex Batman and Robin. Okay. I have ultimately decided to pass on those. And I ended up going with the McFarlane versions of the Dark Knight Batman and Robin. Okay, have you already gotten them? They are in my pile of loot over at BBTS. Oh, so you haven't officially pulled the trigger to click pay now. Oh, no, no, they're already paid for. Oh, 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 that's right. That's where they bundle everything together. Yes, exactly. So basically like when the other pre-orders start to hit, for example, that Batman movie figure, uh, you can basically just keep it in... (laughs) Back to the pile. You basically just keep it in this big, what it is, a pile of loot, like all of your toys. And then when you decide to pull the trigger, you can ship it at whatever increment you want. Like if you have, say, 10 figures in your pile of loot, you can choose to pick however many of them and have them shipped. Uh, But once they come into stock, they're paid for. Nice. Yeah. No, it's a great feature. I really do like BBTS a lot. It takes them a long time to get you your stuff or for stuff to come into stock. But I've never once had an issue with them. So have you picked anything else up or is that it? Uh, no, that's it, dude. Just the Bat Cycle. Um, still have my Hogan and T on pre-order. Waiting for those to release. And I think that's pretty much it. Haven't really gotten anything else. I uh, want to throw it out to Cody Good, who reached out to me the other day. Asked if I still needed an Alexa. Uh, Christopher Dean did the same. Uh, appreciate those guys for looking out for me. Got my Alexa in the collection already, though. So, yeah, just waiting to see for more Legends to show up. Look at those guys looking out for you. I know, dude. It's this thing called the fig life. You got to love it. Absolutely. Um, Actually, you know what? We're just going to jump right into news, dude. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Hey, it's our show. We can kind of do what we want. I'll respect your authority. <laughs> All right. Cello Toys, they showed off the six-inch Sabu on card. From Cello's Twitter, Sabu's new torso articulation includes butterfly-style shoulder joints, a lower abdomen crunch, and a torso joint. Sabu's sash is covering the ab crunch and will be made out of flexible plastic to not hinder his movement. May 30th, you can pre-order the Sabu figure at, on the, these are the Twitter at names, at Fig Collections on Twitter and at Asylum underscore store. So this will be Chella's first offering of their six inch line. Did they announce the price point? I did not see it. We'll find out May 30th on the pre-order, unless somebody else knows about it. Okay, gotcha. What were you going to say about the six-inch scale? We're in the six-inch dilemma, dude. God damn it. Well, I wouldn't call it a dilemma. I would just kind of call it the standard. I don't want to call it the standard. It's not the gold <laughs> standard. It's not cheese pizza. What? <laughs> Who are you, Kevin from Home Alone? Settle down <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> look, it is the standard that we're in, dude. It's just, even when they're doing those uh, Pound Town figures, the Legends figures that are coming out, they yes. saw what the market was. They're coming in the six-inch scale. That's just, you know, if you want to play in today's market and you want to be, you know, up there, as they used to say with the big boys, that's kind of what you got to do. Get successful, and then you can branch out to some other offshoots, like Mattel's done with the Remco-style figures, like they're doing with the Retros. You know, they got a couple other gimmick, as we call them, figures, but their bread and butter is that six-inch scale. That's why I respect McFarlane. He went in a larger scale. He said, screw you, Marvel Legend fans. I'm doing what I want to do. Kudos to that man. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? They're awesome. Oh, and speaking of McFarlane, I'm glad you brought his name up. Sure. So we talked about his page punchers last week. The three and three quarter inch that come with a comic book. So he's doing his regular scale 
with a comic book. And it's a Black Adam series. And it's got Constantine, Superman, Batman, and Black Adam. Dude, it was one of those lines, I was out, and then you pulled me right back in. Are you serious? Oh my goodness. Awesome. Uh, BBTS already has them up for pre-order. And I'm not a huge Black Adam fan, but I have a feeling after the Rock movie, I'm going to be a huge Black... I might be buying that Black Adam figure ahead of my fandom that is going to come after that movie. Okay, so my next question is, are you going to get the Superman, Batman... Was it no. Flash? Flash in uh, No, it was Constantine. Who? Wait, are you talking about in the, the larger scale or the smaller scale? The smaller scale, the three and three quarters. Uh, no, I am 100% out on the smaller scale. Pretty much like you were talking about last week, the three and three quarter inch scale. I'm, right. I'm out on those. Okay, so this is a six inch scale of... Yeah, this is full size. Yeah, it's full size, dude. You should go check them out over at BBTS. It's on their splash page because they just dropped them for pre-order today. Today being Thursday. Uh, Amazing looking. Like, they're all really, really good. The Batman is good, but I've got enough Batman figures in my collection right now. But I do not have a Black Adam. And that figure is just awesome. And it comes with a comic. So, win-win, I might be purchasing my first Black Adam figure. The Andre the Giant that we talked about last week with the black strap is up for pre-order at Super 7. So if you guys want that figure, go get it. Scott, did you get it? Uh, No, and I'm glad you brought him up in the news. So last week, I was pretty gung-ho. I'm like, oh, from the back, this Andre figure looks pretty good. Well, then they turned him around. Oh, no. Was it bad? Um, Let me just say it's going to be a pass for me. So, Uh do you remember with the first Andre they did, a lot of people were like, oh, it looks like Norm from Cheers. And so, Super 7 went and they did (laughs) did some retooling on the head. And it looked better, right? It it came out better. Uh, Let's just say I'm hoping they do the same with this Andre. Really? I'm not a fan at all of the head sculpts, dude. They're okay. But at that price point, you'd expect them to be better. Uh Uh-huh. And they're they're not great, dude. Oh, damn. Okay, so I missed this. So now I'm, like, hunting for it. Well, hey, I'll ad-lib, and you bring it up on your phone, and then you give me your live reaction, or give the listeners your live reaction to this Andre Super 7 figure, which, keep in mind, has a $55 price point. Not knocking the price point. (laughs) Wait, what is that? (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I'm trying to be nice, dude. Like... I'm trying oh to get like, okay, maybe they'll fix it. Uh, why did they do that? <laughs> so I know there's that one of Andre with his eyes wide open, much like the uh, coked out Hogan Survivor Series figure that they did. Yeah. Where, like the eyes are all bugging out. They did that with Andre, right? They gave him that bugged out eye look. And there were several pictures of Andre that came out, you know, late 80s when he was a heel of him kind of like looking menacingly into the camera with those big big eyes. Right. So I know what they were going for. Mm, it didn't come out great. Now, granted, there's two other heads you can pick from, but I'm not a huge fan of those either. So uh, I'd have to love all three head sculpts to really warrant that $55 price point. And look, last week they had me, I was fully on board. Just not a big fan of what I saw from the the pictures that were released today. 
So a lot of people also knocked the original Andre, the one that you got. Yes. There were some knocks against it. People got it. You can attest to it. Uh, Steve from PPW can attest to it. You guys love that figure. I do. Yeah. And a hundred percent. It's one of my favorite Andre figures that's ever been done because when they do Andre, right. I'm speaking of super seven. When they do Andre, right. The figures are incredible. They did the one that kind of came with that red sash or red robe. Um, They did the yellow trunks, Andre. They did the original Andre. Those are all really good. Especially that first one is my favorite. This one kind of misses the mark to me. And again, I don't know if that's a finished product. Those head sculpts. I would imagine there's going to be, I don't know for sure. I'm just guessing there's going to be a little bit of fan backlash on some of those face sculpts. Knowing Super 7, they really pay attention to this kind of stuff. They might retool them like they did on the first one. Or or that's a finished product and $55, that's what you get. Uh, for me right now, that thing's a pass. Uh, dude, I forgot to mention, moving along from Andre. So last Friday, went to West Coast Pro and Will Osprey was there. And I was like, cool, I'm getting my Osprey sign from Super 7. Speaking of Super 7? Osprey's just sitting at a table, dude, like hardly any line because people are still filtering in. Osprey's sitting there. I go up to him and I go, what's going on, man? He goes, I'm just trying to stay out of the sun. And I'm like, I can see that. (laughs) I was like, I understand, man. (laughs) I burst into flames too. (laughs) And uh, he goes, how are you doing? I was all good, man. And I kind of went with my generic, you know, what do you think of the figure? He goes, I'm not an action figure guy. But I love this figure. And what's great about this is long after I'm gone, this figure will still be here. That's true. And I, and I wanted to say, but I don't think he would get the reference. I was like, nobody's throwing these into the E.T. pit, you know? <laughs> I, I didn't know if he would get that. So I just kind of shut up on that one. But anyways, I had two paint pens because I kind of narrowed down my choice. I was like, okay, he's either signing with yellow or white. It's going to be one of those two. It's, but I'm going to let him choose. And he goes, okay, you want me to sign it? And I was like, yes, please. And I held out yellow and white. I said, you get to choose yellow or white. And he goes, I'm going yellow. He goes, that's me mom's favorite color. I was like, perfect. Then sign in yellow. Here you go. So he signed in yellow. What I didn't expect is he goes, you want a picture, right? And I was like, sure. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, cool. But that's the way they do it over at West Coast Pro. You get an auto and a picture. Okay, so everything is a bundle deal. There's no separates. Correct. Okay. $40 $40 flat. He signed the figure and you get a picture. Well worth it. So I'm standing there and he takes his Rev Pro title and he throws it over my shoulder. And I'm thinking the thing's going to be light. I was like, dude, like I thought I broke my shoulder. (laughs) Well, that's because I was just kind of lifting it up because I'm very old. And I thought, (laughs) I was like, oh, there it goes. There it goes. I'm going to have to see a doctor. (laughs) No, just kidding. He throws the belt over my shoulder. I'm like, holy crap, this thing's got some weight to it. Anyways, that was cool, dude. It was great meeting Will Ospreay, dude. And the story is cool that he was like, I'm choosing yellow because that's me mom's favorite. This is quote, me mom's favorite color. That's cool. I like that game of letting the wrestler choose the color too. Yeah, it was kind of funny because before I left, I didn't want to take a whole thing of paint pens with me for one figure. Yeah, I don't blame you. So... I was kind of testing them out on the uh, top loaders, whatnot. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't choose between white or yellow. I'm going to make Will choose. And that was how I came to that conclusion. Oh, there you go. That Dude, that makes it easy, actually. If you're torn between two, just let them pick. Those Super 7 figures have that full plastic window on the front. Yep. 
that's what could be lost in Mattel's future packaging. And that's why that could be a deal breaker for me. I can't even count how many toy collectors have said they're out. Yeah, it's a thing, man. It's a thing. A lot of these figures, I buy them just to get them signed one day. You take that away, that's going to scale down the number of figures I want in my collection. Sorry, but it's true. My buddy Mark made a good point. He goes, we can't put all the blame on Hasbro, Mattel, and all these toy makers because they're trying to keep up with the regulations that is being passed down upon them by sure. the by the U.S. Sure. No, 100%. And I understand why the U.S. is doing it. I get it. But there has to be a better way, man. You know, you've got to you've got to see the figure inside. That's that's my whole thing. You got to yeah. be able to see the figure inside. Pexi glass. Hey, whatever it takes. If it works in hockey, you can see through the hockey glass. Why not on a figure? Yeah, these figures weigh ten pounds now. It's so <laughs> weird. Uh, okay, back to the news. I'm sorry, I got kind of off on a little story time. All right, last bit of news. Actually, I should say Foco. It's funny. I keep saying we don't talk bobbleheads on here, and this is the third week we're talking bobbleheads. <laughs> For good reason. God damn it, Foco. Yeah, right. We try to keep you out of the news, and here you come barging in again like Kool-Aid man. You're making me look like a liar. So <laughs> Foco just showed off their British bulldog, Foco. Damn it. What is going on? Why are they doing this to me, Scott? I don't want to get into the bobblehead game, but... Because they know where the smart money is. We talked about this last week right their their collection was kind of 50-50 current and legend what have we seen the last 3 weeks 100% all legends exactly that's where the smart money is and we've been talking about that for a while now on the show you know with Mattel with Mattel too a lot of their line and i wouldn't be surprised if San Diego Comic-Con again you're sitting like 75% legend it wouldn't surprise me at all and it wouldn't surprise me if AEW or Jazzwares finally announces their legend series as well. Actually, I'm kind of concerned because those legend figures are sitting on targets pegs right now. Uh, they are. Yes. And some of them are getting clearanced out. So that's kind of yes. concerning, but let's play the waiting game. Uh, yeah, it is kind of concerning, but at the same time, it just depends on the assortment, right? It, it, you could have a solid assortment for names that you're going to have a hell of a time finding at retail or you can have some softer assortments. That's the way it plays. But, you know, again, we'll just wait on Steve to tell us, yeah, we're canceling Legends and something else is subbing in its place. But honestly, dude, the smart money is with the Legends right now. So back to the British Bulldog bobblehead. It is the British Bulldog. He's got the Union Jack cape on. He's flexing with his right arm. And in his left hand is a dog leash that connects to a Matilda. Very cool. That is beautiful. Yeah. It it's such a nice bobblehead, and it's one of those things like, okay, where am I gonna put more bo- more stuff in my room, especially like a bobblehead? But then they make these damn good bobbleheads between Mean Gene and Junkyard Dog with an actual chain, and now Davy Boy with Matilda. Are you kidding me? Like, what's next? A British Bulldog set, or God forbid, a Road Warrior set or Legion of Doom set? I'm gonna have to jump in. If they are available to us, <laughs> stop me if you've heard that one. Yeah, I think I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> so anyways, you can find that over at foco.com. And that rounds out the news. Sky, we have, what, what series are we on? We are on... Stout. 
before we jump into WWE Elite Series 55. <laughs> Wait, is that Sammy Hagar? Did he did he join that's, the show? That's my best Rod Stewart impression. Oh wow. <laughs> I was close. I, I I thought it was Tom Petty, but it's actually Rod Stewart. Maybe a little Barry Manilow mixed in. That was Ooh. very soothing, dude. Thank you. But before we get into WWE Elite Series 55, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com and follow along as Scott reads off this list. Head on over there. Go to the WWE section. Go to the WWE Elite Mainline section. Look for 51 to 100. And... Look for the figures in 55 and follow along. Again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Also, over at Wrestling Figure Database, you can search one wrestler and you can view every figure that they've ever had, just categorized by that one guy. And I believe it goes in timeline order as well. Correct. I think you're correct on that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So head on over there, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And I do want to say, Scott, Chad, Horror Movie Barbecue, said his favorite Sid is the basic Sid. You called it 100%. Nailed it. (laughs) So we did have a little bit of follow-up. I know my Chad. I know my Chads. I know Chad. Rad Chad. I know Horror Movie Barbecue Chad. Is there any other Chads? (laughs) That's your list. (laughs) Oh, okay. So there's only two Chads. (laughs) So anyways... Scott, let's get on with WWE Elite Series 55. Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 55 consisted of Big Cass. He had red trunks with the Big Cass logo on his (laughs) peepee. Well done. (laughs) Very clever on Mattel's part. Right there. Right on the old... Right on the... And it says Big Cass... Okay. (laughs) That flew? Okay. But we can't do blood on figures. God forbid. And he had black (laughs) boots on. He also came with a mic with leopard print around the handle, certified G poly pocket style shirt, and a bada boom poly pocket style shirt. Brock Lesnar came with a suplex city poly pocket style shirt, noticing a trend on the poly pocket styles here, and the raw heavyweight title. Next up, you had Big Cass, gotta have Enzo. Certified G black baseball style jersey, microphone with leopard print around the handle, gold chains. And he was wearing his white 100 shorts with a leopard waistband and white shoes. Colorful character, that Enzo. James Ellsworth. Black trunks, red boots. Soft goods shirts this time. Had James' face on it. Did anybody actually buy that shirt? I don't Uh, know one person that bought that shirt. Okay, so we don't know one person that bought it, but it was a very popular shirt on WWE Shop at the time. His mom bought a bunch. (laughs) Hey, hey, our parents did the same for us, so I don't even knock it. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's like if we entered WWE and our first shirt was just like our faces splattered on it. Like, who would buy that? (laughs) Mom and dad would buy a bunch. That's who. (laughs) I'm here for it, dude. I'm glad you are. Neville, (laughs) gold trunks, black boots, cruiserweight title, and he came with one of those stands that would make it look like he was flying. Last, certainly not least, The Undertaker. This would be late 01 era Taker. 2001 era heavyweight title, bandana, and a big evil Polly Pocket style shirt. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 55. I had actually forgotten about this series. And then I looked back and I was like, man, these were some good figures. Big cast I thought was really well done. Great assortment here. 
Enzo Amore was fantastic, even though he had the bugged out eyes. Lesnar's Lesnar. I think we're all going to say that. Um, one thing I did notice about Ellsworth is they did use a different body mold for him, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're right. Yes. It was like when they made the uh, Colin Delaney. Oh, yes. In the Jacks line. Yeah. W- way to throw it back to that. Thank you. That's why you pay me to come on, to come on the show. Yeah, exactly. The Undertaker was one that I couldn't find on the pegs. He was hard to find. Just so happens, I kind of remember this too. Get into work one morning. We're slammed at work, and I'm just kind of punching up orders, and I'm kind of trying to do everything I can. Oh, is this when you and Sting went to Walmart? Oh, no. Wow, way to bring it back to that. (laughs) (laughs) We might have only been in double digits on this show when you told about that dream. Wow, dude. What the hell? Hey, I don't know who could forget that one. Where did that just come from? (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap, dude. I think we're like episode 30 when I told you that, (laughs) when I told that dream. People don't forget, Jeff. Wow. Good memory. No, I was punching up orders, doing all this stuff. All of a sudden, I uh, logged on to Amazon because I was like, oh, we need, I I don't remember the time, cat later. I don't remember. You know how Amazon kind of is like, hey, this may be best for you. Yes. And Undertaker was right there on the main page. And I was like, well, I've been looking for the Undertaker figure. I How much was it. he? Dude, it was normal price. They just put up the Undertaker figure right there. Oh, wow. Dude, not more than about 40 minutes later, they were gone. Oh, good get, man. Good timing. But overall, it's a fantastic Undertaker figure going back to, I think that was his 02 look? Uh, 2001. Well, it would have been like late 2001 is when he turned evil. Right, right. Good looking figure. Excellent looking figure. Oh yeah, for sure. That was uh, he coming off of that heel run. He uh, basically killed Ric Flair at WrestleMania 18 as a heel. Ric Flair was killed at WrestleMania 18, and now he's starting to come back and wrestle again. Finally, he's risen from the grave. All these years later, never missed a match or anything. He never went anywhere or did another match or anything. Nope. That was Undertaker at 18. That was it. <laughs> man he, he laid waste to rick flair that year like that yeah. wasn't even fair that's like that simpsons meeting he's already dead you know he's already, already ki- dead you killed him <laughs> Gosh, well, he also beat the hell out of arn anderson too man i know i know they made him look like a beast during that heel run it was great it really was man flair and arn did a hell of a job making undertaker look like just a monster keeping the tag teams alive also because last week it was the usos yes and here we go with enzo and Cass. enzo and Cass, absolutely yep. and i if i'm not mistaken now granted i'm not sure if there were any basics prior to this but this i can say this this was the first kind of evil neville which i loved that version of neville yeah which, what would they call him the angry bastard or something like that something like that but i mean obviously it's his character now Pac. but there was something about and I don't know if it was the WWE branding or I don't know what it was, but there was something about this character that I just loved. I thought it was fantastic. I agree. Yeah. When Neville kind of finally got that edge, he was incredible in the ring. He was so good. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he still is, but back then, WWE, he was incredible. <gasps> All right. We've got some eBay prices going on over here. Okay. Speaking of that big cast. Last sold eBay listing was April 28th for $22 on 19 bids. 22 bucks, huh? So here's one thing I want to do. I kind of want to go back and kind of revisit earlier lines. So we've done a WWE Elite Series 1. 
what I want to do is I want to go back, look at the prices that they were and compare them to now, because I think obviously as things are opening up around us, I think these prices are coming down. I think you're right. And we kind of touched on that last week too. Correct. Because who knows, like maybe last year, this time, this big cast would have been like 45 bucks or 46 bucks. Right. And granted, I can't say what it was because I didn't look last year, but I'm noticing that there's more stabilization to these prices now. Yeah. Yeah. They're starting to dip, not necessarily nosedive, but maybe starting to dip a little bit. And I say that and we get into Brock Lesnar and his last sold eBay listing was April 14th for a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. To be fair, right? Brock Lesnar just main evented WrestleMania and his figures are in very, very short supply at retail. Where can you get these when your kid is clamoring for a Brock Lesnar? Well, you go out to eBay and you buy one for your kid. So I'm so thankful that Steve Hoker found one for Big Josh, my little dude tag team partner. Because Big Josh Tuesday? <laughs> Big Josh Tuesday. Yeah, that was weird how we got to that. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Super thankful that Big Josh has a Brock Lesnar coming his way soon from Steve because his parents were looking for a Brock and what you just said, Jeff, $100 on eBay, that's exactly what they were seeing. Because poor kid's like, I really want a Brock for my collection, but my parents are looking and he's so expensive. Like even loose versions are pricey. It's insane with Brock figures. So until they start to really replenish retail with Brock Lesnar figures, that trend's going to continue online. I wish the parents could tell the kids hold off because Brock's back in WWE, right? There's got to be another Brock coming up. There's a Brock coming up, right? Is there? I know they just re-released the Ultimates again. Well, with the ponytail, they're going to make that Brock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's coming. Yeah, I think they've had one or two that they've announced. But it's going to be a matter of you better find it quick because it's going to disappear off the shelves. Moving along to Enzo Amore. Actually, let's take this away because you've got the list in front of you. Actually, I don't anymore. Okay. Did you look at it earlier? Uh, Just glanced at it, but I didn't have anything memorized. Okay. Enzo Amore, his last sold eBay listing was April 18th. How much do you think it sold for? Uh, Cass was 22. I would guess Enzo's 35. Enzo Amore last sold eBay listing April 18th for $21.50 on two bids. Oh, so he's the same price as his tag team partner. Exactly. Okay, let's move over to Ellsworth. Let's do let's do this again. You don't have the list in front of you. I can see you. Uh, soft good shirt with the James face on it. Last sold eBay listing was April 20th for... Well, there were more instances of Enzo and Cass on the market than there were Ellsworth. Because I don't know if Ellsworth had a basic or not. I don't remember. But this is one of his only figures. Um, You know what? He kind of had some stuff after he left WWE go wrong with him so with that and this being his only figure i'm gonna go lower i'm gonna go like 25 on ellsworth you are closer on that one last sold ebay listing on april 20th for 20 dollars on a buy it now oh okay so basically retail neville cruiserweight title flying stand you want to take a guess on this one man he's had aew figures so i can't see anybody really wanting to run back and get this one just to complete their aew set I would say Neville's like 18 bucks. Last sold eBay listing, also on April 20th for $19.50. Oh, that's close. On 11 bids. You were close. Okay. All right. 
Last but not least, Undertaker, 2001 era heavyweight title, bandana, big evil Polly Pocket style shirt. Want to take a guess? So you said that you had a hard time finding this one at retail. I remember that also. Because okay. I remember seeing the big floor stack of these. Like they put out the WWE Cube and they'd fill it with the elites. This series was in there. Undertaker was in short supply. So that said, that would mean he was probably short packed in the case. So I'm going to say this Undertaker's 40 bucks. Last sold eBay listing May 8th for $45 on seven bids. Okay, there you go. So that is WWE Elite Series. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to take a sound clip of Sammy Hagar doing 55. <laughs> and just dub it over your voice every time? I'm gonna du- yeah, it sounds better coming from his voice than it does mine. Okay, do it over mine too. <laughs> like when I go, yes, sir, Elite Series, and then have Sammy jump in. That's a hell of an idea. Yeah. That's some copy and paste shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy, finish my line. <laughs> All right, that rounds out WWE Elite Series 55. We're going to play a new game tonight. Oh, what is this? So I'm going to call it Thumbs Up, Thumbs Down, similar to the evolution thing that happened back in the day, 2003, 2004. It's going to be called Thumbs Up and Thumbs Down, and I'll explain it after the break. We consider it an instant, no All right, we are playing thumbs up, thumbs down, similar to what Evolution did when they were kicking out a member. Scott does not know how this game is played, so the way I was kind of thinking it, thumbs up, thumbs down, what I'm going to do is I'm going to name off some old school toy lines that have not been resurrected, and Scott is going to give thumbs up or thumbs down if they would work today. Oh, okay, so I'm looking at this more of like if I'm Hasbro, Mattel, name a toy company, like if it would make sense for them to resurrect it, not mm-hmm. not from my eyes as a fan where I would like to see those toys out, look at it from the toy company's point of view. Right, exactly. Okay. I'm going to go over some toys, and these are all from the 80s. So, actually, there's one I, I'm not 100% sure. I think it's 1990, but Close anyways. enough, close enough. All right. First one, GoBots. Ooh. Uh man. Okay, so I have to take myself out of this. I was I was not a huge fan of GoBots as a kid. Okay. Even as a kid, I knew these things were knockoff Transformers. Yep. That's how I viewed them. Right? Like they were the Kmart version of your Toys R Us brand Transformers. Right? These things were like Second rate, knockoff, like things you would find at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. That's how I viewed GoBots. With that said, I had like five. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. And I loved how easy they were to transform. I had like the red, the red Ferrari, not the red Safari, the red Ferrari, uh, the gray jet. I had Psykill, who was like the motorcycle. I think he was the coolest one. You know, I guess as a toy company, it would depend on the price point that I could make these things at. Versus what I could sell them at. Because I guess Hot Wheels are still popular with kids. They're popular, yes. Those treasure hunts. We could deep dive into Hot Wheels. That's a whole different beast. 
Hot Wheels, Matchbox, plus you've got all those play sets that come out. They've got Super Mario Brothers. And I'm just thinking like as a, a toy collector walking down the car aisle, right? You've got all these different types of cars sitting there. Would these things maybe play well like in that scale? Like the sm- Because they were on the smaller size, most of them anyway. They were on the smaller side of things back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They weren't full-blown like the Transformers were. The, the Transformers were considerably larger than these. Right. So maybe in that particular aisle, if they stuck them in the car aisle, maybe they'd find a niche crowd. I think you'd have the initial like, oh, cool, GoBots are back. But I think it would die off pretty quick. As a toy company, I'm going to say, um, it's, see, it's hard to put, it's hard not to put my own feelings about GoBots into this. And my apologies to those of you that are GoBots fans. But as a toy company, I'm going to say no on that. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I just think it would be hot at first and then it would cool off super fast. I have to agree with you. The reason I say thumbs down is I see a lot of Transformers on the pegs. Yes, you're right. Good point also, right? So if I'm seeing Transformers sit there, then that kind of is a telltale sign that is going to be for a lesser known product, GoBots. Yeah, no more transforming robots on the pegs. Okay, next one. Now, this is the one I'm actually kind of confused on. I'm not sure if it came out in 89, 90, or 91. I'm a little hazy on this. Okay. Because I said these were all from the 80s, but this one I need a fact check. And... Well, you know, as 80s kids, we adopted some early 90s stuff as our own. So let's see okay. what you got. American Gladiators. So that was Gladiators. What? It was 80s. Yeah, Gladiators was 80s, dude. So you're good. Well, the TV show came out in the 80s. What about the toy line? I thought the toy line was late 80s, early 90s. Okay. But for the sake of argument, because it piggybacked off the show, we'll we'll call it 80s. This is fine. Okay. So to the best of my knowledge, they did relaunch American Gladiators as a show. It did not stick around long. However, there was a lot of love for American Gladiators on that Tubi channel. Still is. That was a lot of people our age that loved that Tubi channel playing American Gladiators 24-7. <laughs> and who's buying toys today? People our age watching the Tubi channel with 24-7 American Gladiators. So on a smaller scale, I would say yes. Relaunch the American Gladiator toy line. I would... Pr- it's hard to say if you should go like full playset mode. This might be one that would be good as like a Kickstarter. That actually makes sense. Like maybe you do the the final battle playset with the little barriers and the rocket launcher that the contestant had while the gladiator would shoot 200 mile an hour tennis balls at their face. <laughs> maybe and something the, like that is a Kickstarter. And the only thing that the contestant had was a Nerf football to hit a little small target while a tennis ball is coming right for their face. <laughs> oh, those horrible rocket launchers that didn't seem to do anything. <laughs> It was like one of those just crappy t-shirt launchers that shoots at like three feet. (laughs) Meanwhile, you got somebody just firing bombs at your face. Joe, the stagehand, forgot to charge the CO2 tank on that thing. Yeah, didn't forget on the tennis ball machine, though, did he? (laughs) Man, they were humming. Um, Kickstarter aside, I could see this being successful, especially if you had some of the names from the 80s, like the actual gladiators. 
And then you could just make like your run of the mill contestants like generic male contestant one, generic male contestant two, and so on with females as well. I think it could do well, especially if you did some of the smaller playsets. I, I think it would do well for nostalgia. Could probably get you a couple of playset series in, two, three playset series. So yeah, I would say launch that one and see how it does. With this one, what I was thinking is the figures would have to come with a playset. So for example, they would need a playset of the rocket launcher, like have a little, I don't know, like a little spring action thing that fires a, a small little, of course, kids will probably choke on it, but they would have to get like something that's safe for kids, but they would have to get like a, a some type of ball kids can't choke. I don't know, dude, I, that would be tough. Cause if you try doing that or make a joust, make a joust playset and have the two gladiators up top on the joust and you get to reenact the scene of the jousting or the catapult or catapult where they would swing on the rope and try, oh, yeah, to, knock- and try to knock the guy off. Yeah. Like they had that big foam pad they try to block him with. So you would need to, these play sets. The figures aren't going to sell themselves. So like if you walk down the toilet and you see lace and nothing against lace, I'll even throw in turbo. If you throw, if you walk down the toilet, you're gonna be like, Oh, that's cool. They made American gladiators. You just walk right by. But if there's a playset involved, you're like, ooh, that's kind of cool. So the playset would have to sell the figures. So, okay, so put one male gladiator and one female gladiator. Because it was always, they would have the same event and just do it one with male, one with female. Correct. So maybe include one gladiator each with each playset. So instead of doing a figure line, you're doing a figure line, but you're including those figures in the playsets. Correct. Okay. I kind of like that. I don't know what you would do for generic female and male contestants. Maybe just throw them in with the gladiators. Mm-hmm. So do like four figures in the set. And I'm thinking three and three quarter inch here all the way. You're thinking three and three quarter? Yeah. And let's not forget the one where they had the little cylinder in the middle of the, the mat and you had to run with the ball and try to get it in there. Yeah. So that's the tough part is if you're going to be making little footballs or little uh, uh, dodgeballs or something like that, the bad thing is, is that those are choking hazards, right? Yeah, we know kids aren't buying these. <laughs> right, exactly. But if they're going to be in the toy aisle, you got to be mem- you got to be cognizant of that. So that would be tough to make something like that, like Agreed. a, a dodgeball or a football to have that. So, um, I would say thumbs up, but the playsets have to sell the figures. Yeah, that's what Gladiators was all about, right? Like head to head, just mono a mono or female on feet it doesn't make a lot of sense you've okay jeff <laughs> let's let's go back to let's go back to this <laughs> now jeff wants dvds <laughs> you're like thumbs up way up yes thumbs up and eggplant emojis so i would say thumbs up and it's like you said jeff 100% got to be play sets okay next one a team. Oh man. I don't think the movie did very well when it came out, did it? No. Yeah. There's a lot of love from our generation for the A team. Oh gosh. You know what? I'm going to say yes if or, th- or thumbs up if I'm a toy company. But my test is going to be a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Again, going three and three quarter inch. Well done. Well done. 
three and three quarter inch, you do an A-team van and all five members. The van is the selling point of the show, and that was the key to a lot of 80s shows. It was always about the car or the truck or the boat, but it was always vehicle driven. And that's the thing with the A-team, that black van with that red stripe is iconic. You've got to drive your toy line around that van. It's less to do with the, the characters, more to do with the van. Three and three quarter inch van, all five team members, box set, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. If it sells out, well, we'll talk. But let's just start with that. I like how you went the San Diego Comic-Con route. Well done. I actually, when you said that, I was like, oh, that's that's fantastic. That's a great idea. Yeah, and if the demand is there, I mean, look, because it's Comic-Con, it's probably going to sell out anyway. But are you selling out your pre-orders before the show even comes on? Or are you like last day of Comic-Con struggling to lose your last hundred uh, pieces of it? And that's one of those where you're kind of gauging social media interactions. How is that going? Then you launch it at San Diego Comic-Con. How are people going bonkers for it? Were people lining up for it? There's a lot that goes into something specific like that. Well, yeah. And if it does well, then you repackage it in some sort of way to release it at mass retail. Then see how it does there. Yep. All right, Scott, last one. And this is one that's near and dear to your heart, but you have your CEO hat on and you've got to make the final call. Crystar. Right off the bat, initial reaction is no. Thumbs down on Crystar. When it was done in the 80s, it was awesome looking. The problem with Crystar is it was up against some heavy competition. In the toy aisles, it was G.I. Joe, He-Man, Transformers, and in the early to mid-80s, Star Wars. Then it became superpowers. Then the big giant known as wrestling came along. Crystar had stiff competition. And of course, Mask was in there too. Still had Legos battling for attention. But Crystar was up against stiff competition. It was a great toy line. But I don't think a lot of people today from my generation are super crazy about Crystar. You do have your diehards. In fact, uh, Big Dave is a big Crystar fan. He had the most Crystar figures out of anybody I knew. In fact, he might have actually had that uh, castle playset too. They were cool looking, really cool idea. But today, I, I, I don't think that it would play at retail. I really don't. Cool looking figures, uh, but I don't see a huge demand. I'm going to say thumbs down on Cry. As much as I hate to say it, because I liked the way that they looked. I didn't have one of them as a kid. One of them, couldn't get them because I had too many other toy lines going on. I would say thumbs down at retail today. I have to agree with you. So when it comes to Crystar, you hear pockets of people talk about Crystar. You never hear like a big group like G.I. Joe fans. You don't hear those big Marvel Legend fans. You know, you hear pockets of people going, oh, yeah, remember Crystar? That was cool. That's kind of what you hear and what you see. So I don't think the demand would be there. People will buy them, but it's not enough to flip on the machines that we've heard that Hasbro, you know, Hasbro has to do. Are we even going to turn on the machines for these things? Right. So. Right. Got to turn. I got to go thumbs down on this one. Good call on that one. Yeah. And I don't remember Crystar having a cartoon. I know they had a comic book. So it, it had a backing, right? That was the thing with 80s. And we've talked about this with the 80s toy lines is that in order to be successful, you almost had to have either a cartoon 
or a comic book or a TV show or all of the above. You had to have something that drove the toy line, something that sold the toy line outside of just a toy sitting on the peg. Crystar had a comic, but I don't think Crystar was super successful at retail because I don't think it went beyond one or two series. Uh huh. So given that, and given, like you said, that you don't hear a ton of demand for it, like I hear way more demand for Mask than I do for Crystar. So as much as I hate to say it, because I thought it was a cool looking, like go back and look at the Crystar figures. Those things are awesome. uh, Swords and shields and all these different cool weapons and a huge crystal playset castle thing. It was awesome, but it, it just wasn't super successful. So, and again, super heavy competition at retail back in the eighties. It's still there today because almost all those same toy lines are still clogging up toy aisles today. So Unfortunately for Crystar, that's a thumbs down. So no GoBots, no Crystar, but yes to A-Team and yes to American Gladiators. So the other thing, and I was trying to leave this out, but I do have to kind of address is the price. So obviously if you do three and three quarters, you can do $14 for a figure, $15 for a figure. But if you want to go in a bigger scale, that's going to be more. Jeez, who are you, Super 7? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That's true. Um <laughs> But I was trying to leave cost out of it, but at the same time, it's like, okay, do I want to spend $30 or let's go on a bigger scale. Let's stick with everybody's favorite, the six inch figures. Do I want to spend $30 or $25 on a Mr. T, a team figure and say that he's an elite style? Yes, I do. But at the same time, in my eyes, I have He-Man before I have a team. So I'm looking to get He-Man before I ever get A-Team. I'm looking to get, you know, WWE figures before I'm ever looking to get A-Team. Right. So eventually I have devoted all my money to AEW, WWE, a He-Man, you know, just all these other things before I even look at those figures. So that's the, that's the difficult part that, and that's what every toy maker faces with every line that they put out. But, you know, there are some lines that are stronger than others. G.I. Joe, that was a great call. We're going in the classified style. You know, yes. there's enough demand. Trust us. We feel confident in doing this. And they were 100% correct. Yeah, well, they kind of missed the mark on distribution with G.I. Joe for the first year or so because those things were nearly impossible to find at retail. I still have memes on my phone from the <laughs> pa- around the pandemic time. But anyways. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think they, they didn't they didn't uh, figure enough demand. Like, they knew the demand was going to be there. They didn't realize it was going to be that overwhelming. And now they're playing catch-up to the fact that two years ago, we had that first Cobra Island series, right? And here we are two years later, BBTS is now restocking that series because nobody could get it two years ago. So they're finally kind of playing catch-up. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking three and three-quarter inch, Jeff, for exactly the reason that you gave. The price point comes down a little bit. There's a lot of competition for collector dollars today. So if I can get an A-Team playset at Comic-Con for 75, 80 bucks, instead of paying 25 or 30 for one standard six inch figure, well, that makes more sense as a collector and as the toy company, just, Hey, get them all in one shot. Tell us what you think. But if you like them, we'll make more. It just makes sense. And that rounds out the show. By the way, what'd you think? Did you like thumbs up, thumbs down? No, I like it a lot. And this kind of really leans into that other toy lines stuff that we do on occasion where 
yeah, we're a wrestling figure podcast, but we know a lot of you collect other stuff as well. So let's kind of talk about that stuff too. And a lot of you guys out there are kind of around our age. You know of the 80s stuff or like us, you even collected it. So let's kind of lean into that nostalgia every now and then and delve into these old toy lines. Maybe some people have forgotten about. No, I love that a lot, dude. Great segment. Well, that was the tough part. It was like I wanted to throw in wrestling figures, but I'm going to be like, okay, thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you go back to LJN style? Oh, wait, AEW's already done that. Okay, thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you go to Hasbro style? Oh, wait, somebody's already done that. (laughs) Yeah, we have retro. You can't even go Remco because that Poundtown company... Prestige Worldwide, they're going to be making those. Well, no, because they're going in the six-inch dilemma at first. Oh, you're right. Okay, so Mattel is so, doing like the Remco love there letter. You go. But there you go. But that Pound Town drew their inspiration. Every article you read, those guys drew the inspiration from the Remco line. So well, yeah. even that's being kind of redone and to a T by Mattel currently. So it, yep. yeah, with wrestling figure, like really Galoob is the only well that hasn't been tapped yet. When is that happening? Who knows if it will? I think it would be cool if instead of doing Galoobs, which are basically scaled down LJNs, right? why not do what the Galoobs were supposed to be originally? Hasbro style? Which is, yeah, almost Hasbro style, but maybe a little bit taller. So then you're almost looking like maybe like the Mannix. I'd be okay with that. Give us just something different. Like we're not going to do Galoobs because essentially they're LJNs just shrunken down. But how about what Galoobs were supposed to be? I'd be 100% okay with that. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, so that's why wrestling figures weren't thrown into this. I couldn't. It was just like, would you go back to Ruthless Aggression style? Nope. You know, <laughs> there's so many There's so many figures. The only ones I could bring up are like BCAs. Well, those are being done. Oh, God, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, Chella's doing a line of BCAs, dude. So literally, like, Galoob is the only well that's been untouched. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway. and some of the Playmates stuff too, let's be fair. Playmates has some stuff that nobody's really touched. But True. really like every well from the 80s and 90s and 2000s, it's been tapped. Galoob is literally the only one sitting there that nobody's like, yeah, we'll take a chance on that one. <laughs> Apparently like <laughs> nobody likes Galoob, man. Poor Marty DeRosa. He's like, somebody <laughs> please give me more Galoobs. And that rounds out the show. If you guys want to go look at any of the wrestling figures that we were just speaking of and you want to jump in to that line or any of those lines, now may be the time to start kind of gauging. But what you need to do is go price them out over at WrestlingToyTracker.com where they give you the carded and loose prices of... You want to do it, Scott? You want to do that? No. LJN's Galoobs, Hasbro's Just Toys Bendoms, Defining Moments... And retros. Don't put me on the spot like that. I'll put you on the spot anytime I want to put you on the spot. I don't do the outro. That's you. <laughs> you got to do it one day. <laughs> yeah, one day. I'm going to have you do it on episode um, 332. Hmm. 332. 332, which is next week. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that, dude. Just carry on. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But... If you want any of the carded and loose prices of those figures, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Let's throw it over to our podcasting buddies. We're going to start off with Breaker and Bane. Obviously, over there they do retro talk, movie talk, comic talk, all bunch of talk over at Breaker and Bane's 
Power Hour. Also, check out the TB Toycast, which maybe soon we may be on, Scott. Uh, little Birdie told me that we might be. Little Birdie said we might be on a certain episode, but I'm not going to drop the name of that episode. I will give you a hint. Those figures were not talked about on this week's show. True. So that's all I can say. But true, true. Tune in every Thursday for the TB Toycast, where this week they actually talked about Voltron. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Dude, do you remember having that Voltron toy in the 80s? That it was, was like, great. Yeah, it was the full-size transforming robots. You could build Voltron, and they came with the little figures with the helmets. Yes, they were great, dude. That was so awesome. Oh, they were fantastic. Those were some of my favorite toys to play with. But Awesome toy. Also, one other show of Brian Breakers we want you to check out is you know it's fake, right? We're going to throw it over to the PPW podcast where last week they were talking about, I think it was Spring Stampede, I think. I think it was Spring Stampede 94, 93. They were talking to Spring Stampede. Let's do that. <laughs> Steve's going to kill me. <laughs> Although I sent him a meme today and he didn't respond back. It was a great meme. I'm going to send it to you just so you can pop, Scott. <laughs> okay, I'll laugh. Thank you. I appreciate that. But check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast where Eric was back this week on the show. So check it out. Positively Pro Wrestling podcast also check out the chick foley show with seth sheena and marco and all their shows over there as well as the pod warriors with seth wrestling cheers with justin summers of course rj over at ringside rant and his side project reffing it up with brian hebner boots to the face with marty and rucker pulling up a chair with tim he of uh, fantasy baseball fame Yes, you and him are battling out for highest score this week. <laughs> We're slugging it out. But you guys aren't facing each other. You're just fighting for highest score. Yes. He might take it. He might take it. He's having a good season. He is. He is. Also, check out In the Marbles pod. I'm getting beat up over there for not mentioning them over on our show, so I'm going to do it over here so I don't get beat up anymore, Scott. <laughs> With Ethan and Soda Hunter, of course. So if you're into NASCAR... And you love them vroom vrooms. A big left turn. Uh, actually, they're going to be in Sonoma this this week. No, I'm sorry. Oh. Next month. I'm sorry. Next month. They're going to be in Sonoma for uh, the road course. I can remember a handful of times in my life where I don't recall ever being so hot. Like, not looks wise. I mean, like temperature wise, like I'm sweating bad here. At that racetrack was one of those times. Well, I mean, looks-wise, that's daily. That's Monday through Sunday, but... I can't help it. It's something in our genes. It. It's something in our genes. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yep. Say no more. In the J-E-A-N-S. Yep, yep. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that place with that race, because it's in June. Oh, my gosh. What with my oh, sister-in-law yeah. one year, dude. And, oh, my gosh. That was going to die. <laughs> I'm walking around I was like seeing visions I'm like oh boy <laughs> and then you have to walk back up this humongous mountain to get to your car it's oh it's torture yes yes but if you like the vroom vrooms go check it out in the marbles pod with Ethan and Soda Hunter and Scott what you got for drunk wrestling history yes give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk the show that we dropped this past Friday was St. Valentine's Day Massacre 
from, as Adam would say it, the year of our Lord, 1999. We do a review of that show. Hopefully you like it. Again, on Twitter, at wrestling underscore drunk. Because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Fair question. What if someone's atheist? What what would that be in the year of what? Just in the year. In the year 2000? Like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly like that, Jeff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, it's like a mix of Fergie and Jesus. No, that was from Conan O'Brien, dude. Oh, I didn't you... really watch Conan. Sorry. <gasps> oh, dude. Owen it's past my and... bedtime. Owen Anderson would be so disappointed in you. I know, I know. I love Owen, too. I don't want him to be disappointed in me. (laughs) Well, check out Drunk Wrestling History. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on his social media accounts at The Art of Jason Wolf. Get in touch with him. Commission some artwork. You will not be disappointed. He's our artist. He should be yours, too. Jason Wolf at The Art of Jason Wolf. And, of course, Jeff, Outsiders Beard Co., Go check them out at OutsidersBeardCo.com. This is a beard product company run by Bain. He of Breaker and Bain fame. Oils, waxes, everything to keep your beard smelling and looking nice and fresh. Because, Jeff, you don't want your beard hairs. Beard hairs. Smelling like your butt hairs. Smelling like your butt hairs. That's awesome. Well done. I'm I'm getting better. You are getting better. Yeah. You almost sound like Kevin from The Office. When you do well, that. I, I don't know what that is. So. I know you don't, but it's okay. Outsidersbeardco.com and Jeff, that rounds out roll call. And because I want to go watch the Avalanche game, Scott, that rounds out episode 331. Anything else? Yes. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for tuning into episode 331. And next week... It is the Hall of Fame episode. Dun, 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 Was that a remix? What was that? I think that was Wheel of Fortune, wasn't it? <laughs> Have you ever watched Wheel of Fortune? Uh, yes. Okay. Because I don't think what you just did was Wheel of Fortune. Oh, my bad. I think that might have been the... Uh, the old eight bit days of the <laughs> uh, that it sounded like <laughs> was that to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles eight bit game? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Your brain works in mysterious ways, dude. It's incredible. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode three three one hashtag Fig Life. Adios. <laughs> Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week With the OGs of WFP Fully posable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings